0: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Welcome to the Notice Podcast number 524. It's Friday, of Memorial Day weekend. Have a great Memorial Day. Get out and barbecue a wiener or get together with people or go outside and see what it's like out of doors or ignore everyone and stay on your computer. I may do one of those things. Um, I would like to say that I will be performing at Wise Guys in uh, j- near Salt Lake City, West Valley City, Utah, um, May 29th, 30th and 31st. Go to wiseguyscomedy.com to get tickets for that. And then coming back to Portland, Helium, uh, June 12th, 13th and 14th. Go to heliumcomedy.com/portland. Come on out and say hi. Uh, developing the new hour of stand up and it's been super fun. So come on, come on, come on, come out. On, come out, on, come out, on, come out. I would like to thank you for sponsoring this episode of the Nerds Podcast. By the way, I mean, I don't even know if I should say this. I would have talked about this even if they hadn't been a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, on May 28th, Spike TV uh, took over the Apollo Theater in New York for a one-night-only all-star comedy tribute to Don Rickles. And uh, I, I couldn't be there, of course, because I work in Los Angeles. but. I had a bunch of friends there, and everyone said it was absolutely incredible. And the lineup is insane. It's like, it's Seinfeld, and Letterman, and John Stewart, and Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, and Tracy Morgan. And uh, then there are special appearances by Kimmel, and Johnny Depp, and De Niro, and Scorsese, and Bob Newhart, Ray Romano, Regis Philbin, and Brad Garrett. So uh, that is May 28th, 9 p.m., on Spike TV. Uh, they're basically just coming out and paying tribute to Don Rickles. And, uh,. I oh man, I've so wanted to get Don Rickles on the podcast, but he's a little weird about talking about comedy. Um, so I and which if he were on, I would make him talk about comedy. <laughs> so anyway, watch the tribute. Get uh, get your Rickles fix on Spike TV May twenty eighth nine p.m. I would like to thank them for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which is uh, Dave Attell. Dave Attell is back. He uh, has a new series on Comedy Central called Underground. It's on Saturday nights. And also, his new special Roadwork is available on CC.com. Always great when Dave drops by. So, here you go Nerds Podcast, number 524 with Dave Attell.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com.
0: On camera, you're <laughs> oh, a, a little oh, subconscious. Would have just shoveled my hair and wore a wrinklier shirt, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just to keep the brand consistent,
1: yep. Yep, sorry. Um, yeah, Gr- uh, Graham, the comedy film nerds are making a podcast documentary, so they're uh, they're doing some recording right now. Uh. With date, while David Tell sits in our meltdown studio, hey, David Tell, how's it going, guys? How have Thanks you been? Hey, of course, anytime, anytime. I meant that when I said you can come back anytime you want. You remember the last time? Well, actually, I've only been on the. the this first. is the third time. Are you yeah. sure about that? I'm almost positive. I think
2: you're right. Okay, yeah. so the the first two times we did it at like a really fancy corporate building, and now here we
1: are in the back of a comic book store. <laughs> That's so. right. This is way better, though. This is better. We were yes, we were using one of uh, Ryan Seacrest's unused yeah. studios at E, and no it always point. it always felt <laughs> weird. It always felt weird there.
0: It was just it was weird, just people walking by. You know, just staring at we us. Because we were in this fishbowl. And so people think you're supposed to be really important when they see you doing official stuff in microphones, mm-hmm. and then they just see us, and they'd be really confused. They'd be like, am I supposed to know who those are? Yeah. Where are the Kardashians? <laughs> those. What know. are those things? What are those
1: things? They're humans. I don't mm-hmm. understand. But I like how you said it was one of Ryan's
2: many recordings. Like he has safe houses yeah. all over, just <laughs> in case he wants to drop yeah. drop a radio
1: show. Well, so, you know, he's he, he. I think he's more of a workaholic than I am. So yes, he might go on vacation really and be like, "Oh my God, guys, I got to record a radio show!" And I like, Quick,
0: buy that thing, build a yeah. radio station. Yeah, and
1: and he could he could buy that thing with any one of his uh, numerous. If uh, he jobs.
0: doesn't work uh, for more, like it's like if there's like an hour between jobs he disappears yeah and he fades away and and he never existed that's That's the craziest part so like the like the brother
1: and the sister from Back to the Future in the picture he just starts (laughs) to fade away
0: no but yeah you're right because they never existed
1: because then they would have never existed they would have been erased Mm -hmm. from existence so what well, are, you, are, you, are you in L.A. for a while now, or are you just here for a couple of days? That was the most gentle slam of
2: Ryan Seacrest I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, have anything bad to say. Yeah, though. I know it wasn't bad at all. It was yeah. great. It was kind yeah. of like a tip of the hat, you know? I don't well, know.
0: It's been done. You know? I know. Well, not, not only that, but it's like he doesn't do anything wrong. It's just he like he doesn't do anything wrong. I, I don't, you know, like it,
1: it, the programming that he makes. It's not. I don't really. I don't watch it, but it doesn't mean that I, you know, like, he doesn't seem like he seems like an he seems like a nice guy. I mean, every time I've met him, he's been cordial and sweet, and I don't know. I feel like it's. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to just quickly judge people without knowing. I, which is sort of a weird thing because as comics, we are. We kind of do have to make. We have to take stands on things. You have judgment. to take yeah. a side. Yes but to comedic effect but I feel like a lot of our culture just goes look at that guy he's probably about all these things and I don't really know because I don't know him but I'm going to say that anyway and fuck him
0: sure I'm, in, I'm down for that I didn't know we could drop the F-bomb on this I've been well, holding yes, back for the first no, couple no this is minutes. the internet you can do whatever you want you've all been right. on this before we talked about Dave's old porn
2: oh that's right but I, I, I don't remember dropping the F-bomb do you want to? Uh, now, now I feel like it's too like uh you know oh yeah it's too much you know
1: yeah it's gotta let it like fly like you know uh, organic yeah you want it to be you want yeah. the you want it to be an organic f bomb
0: fuck you have a fan in here
1: yeah okay, I do that's go. great that I was actually know. that was <laughs>
0: really <laughs> natural <laughs> remember when you were just saying about being organic that that felt real forced that felt forced <laughs> yeah yeah I can't imagine you David tell the character uh being that blown away that there's a fan in here
2: well, blown I was, away yeah, I, was, I was just trying to like. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna hit you in the. Arm. I was just. I was.
0: I, all right.
2: So yeah, I'm in town, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I'm a horrible self-promoter. I don't know how are you with this. The self-promoting. You um, guys seem to be both of the generation. He's the worst at
1: it. I'm getting better at it. No, you guys are
2: millennials. <laughs> Come on, this is your thing.
1: I'm not a millennial. You're not. I'm a Gen Xer. All right. Jo- Jonah's still a. Jonah's a Gen Xer too. You're the. You're the. Yeah. You're on the cusp. You. You just missed the cutoff. Just for missed millennials. the cutoff.
0: I'm not a millennial. Really. I'm actually like. What a, is the cutoff again? 83 is when millennials started
2: oh my god really wow
0: yeah that's when they invented those yeah they say and they say that generation X ended at 81. oh really I was born in 82. Oh, so you're
2: in between your generation lists.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. That's why I do horrible at colleges and at adult clubs.
2: <laughs> we'll be right back. That is great. That is great. Finally, a voice of reason. Well, you- that is that is just perfect. But uh, I would say that, like, the promotion, because, you know, I'm out here to promote two things, okay? I did the roadwork work special. We mm-hmm. were talking about this, Jonah and I, yeah. earlier. And then the Comedy Underground Comedy show.
1: Underground, the Comedy Central show. Yeah,
2: so that's kind of the... Um, that's, that's, I like to think of that as their show, it's for the comics, especially the dirtier, more raw blue, yeah, you know, acts, which are getting, it's like an endangered species. It's hard to find a place for these people, a platform for them to do these great dirty jokes because everything is so now filtered and, you know, there's just so much, there's so much political correctness and I know that's kind of like a, a hack term now too, but there really is so much, so much. I I guess the audience is so tight on all that stuff that it really is getting harder and harder to do these kind of shows. So the whole idea of this was uh, Comedy Central going, like, we wanted you to do an uncensored late-night show. And since I am a 1,000 years old, and I remember... And I remember before, you know, all this kind of, you know, the printing press stuff. And, yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you and your slaves would roll up in a, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, I remember the times when it was just like you go in the audience, you know. They, they liked it, they didn't like it, and it was over. Now it's, you know, a whole to-do. And uh, we just wanted to recreate that in a small club setting, which is, uh, you know, as you know, there's nothing better than a club show. So well, you know
1: what's really interesting is that it, I... I've, I, I just assume like, oh, everyone loves really dirty humor, and no. not, not everyone does. Nope. I, I find that um, even even on our, you know, like if I'm on Twitter and I'm like, ah, I, I just drop a super dirty joke, I'm like, oh, everyone's cool, they'll totally get this. Yeah. There's a handful of people like, hey man, why'd you got it? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just thought everyone was down, down with this. I guess it's just nope, yeah, it yep.
0: no, they're not. <laughs> why, is it, why, why does it have to be family friendly? I don't understand that.
1: I don't know, I guess, well, I think there's this idea that, like, everything has to be for everyone.
0: (laughs) Do you think it's, like, people, because there is an art to dirty jokes, do you think people, like, just assume when they hear dirty jokes, they think it's like, oh, that's just a, that's like a shock humor, that's easy. Yeah, I think There's some truth to that, but there's also...
2: Uh, like you said, there is an art to every joke because I think writing a joke is difficult, any joke. And, you know, the the comics that I really do enjoy who are great joke writers are usually clean and they can dirty it up, you know? And I would say that what you consider dirty is probably not what I consider dirty. And sure. what he considers is everybody has their own line in the sand. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, you want an audience that kind of gets that. And, uh, you know, I've been very lucky over these many years in comedy that my audience does get it. You know, they get that it's just a joke and they get that like I'm trying to... You know, take it to that level, and they appreciate it. I I assume. Well, this know? is not an. They e- don't show the appreciation at the merch table. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there like a special needs kid, just
0: like in a pile of t-shirts. So, <laughs> well, this Don't is, you want to hear these jokes again? Yeah. In t-shirt pay- form. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I. Uh, uh, no, I mean, not, not, and this is not. This is not an age comment. This is just a general term. But you were sort of grandfathered in, in the sense that people know you. People knew what you were about. Like, right. If you were, if you were starting off as a dirty comic now, oh, forget about it. It'd be it. kind of tough. Horrible. It'd be be kind of tough. But people, it's sort of like South Park's the same way. Like it just, it was just the right, it came on just before everything else. Yeah. that people are like, oh, yeah, but that's South Park
2: or yeah. that's a tell, Or that's- South Park really did step up, and they really did, like, take a lot of hits for all of us because back in the early days, they were being attacked left and right by a million different groups, you know, just, like, people like, that's not right and this is inappropriate. I mean, so they really did step up. You know, the fact that, like, those guys really, like, that show is, like, a multi-layered show where there's, like, something always behind the show. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can't thank them enough for doing that. And that's, like, what Comedy Central... Uh, you know when they do it right they do it really right like with Amy's show yeah your yeah. show is also like another late night show where I assume everything anything goes yeah. right? so there you go and uh, you know I assume your show is also uncensored right the meltdown show
0: yeah yeah we do yeah it's not just it, bleep it out just fuck is the only thing I think we can't
2: you can't drop the F-bomb over there
1: yeah how, how about a heck time. or a darn uh,
0: oh, oh, oh golly no <laughs> <laughs> we do
1: but they just bleep it well, and, and we try not to but what I realized was that um uh there was a really interesting thing that happened in the beginning when we first started doing the show and audiences were coming in where they didn't know what the show was that they were coming to see. For the meltdown. No, no, no. for for at midnight, the Comedy Central Show. And so uh so they kind of didn't know some of the audiences didn't know what to make of it at first, and we didn't have a warm up yet. Are you talking about the actual audience? The actual taping, audience. yeah. Okay. And so what was happening was The audiences were coming in a little tighter. They weren't being warmed up. So the comics were going dirty really fast just to try to get a reaction out of the audience. And what we realized was that when Brody came on board and started doing warm-up, the comics stopped being so dirty because they didn't feel like they had to like, oh, Mm. I need a quick – I just need something. You know? So – I think sometimes it's just that reflex of like I just – I'm going to do – I'm a I'm a naughty child and I'm going to say whatever just to get a reaction just so I can get something from the audience. I understand.
2: And now that's that really is a Twitter – it's a very uh, media platform friendly show, right? I mean like all the different – Yeah. So I assume they pay you in Bitcoin since we it's a We get paid in Bitcoin and internet <laughs> it's a dollars. Futuristic co- show. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> and you know one day our salary might be a dollar and the next day it could be $2 million yeah. and then uh-huh. the next day it could – drop sharply again (laughs) and then we could owe them money so i don't know (laughs) it's all up in the air but this is part of the crazy digital culture that we're in see we're all fighting the same fight i think that's what you're trying to say we're all fighting (laughs) the same fight i'm just to bring it back home we're all we're all trying to do but some but sometimes people say you know because obviously as as an advocate of comedy of like well this comedy is how we deal with tragedy it's how we deal with horrible things and then people say like Yes, but you still, you know, fuck you for, you know, comics whine because they don't just get to talk about whatever they want. But you can really hurt people and you can really affect people and you need to bear responsibility for that.
0: Mm. No.
2: I, I think that there's there's different levels of that, which is like if you're in a club setting and people have paid to come in there and they know exactly what they're going to see, that, that they should kind of roll with it. And that, you know, it really is like uh, it's okay not to like something. I mean – you know, I, I've lived a pretty, a pretty long life and there's been many situations where I've not liked something and I kind of just left. And moved on to the next thing, you know. You
1: didn't mount a campaign yeah. against it. Yeah. Like I
2: saw Jaws 3D, you know, it, it wasn't that great.
1: Cancel Jaws. It wasn't that great?
2: It was something to do, and then we moved on. You know, yeah. it, it's like I went back in the water. What can I tell you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> After Jaws 3D, it was okay. To, it was even okay to go my movie again. references are old. I meant Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> I meant.
2: <laughs> do you, I mean, purge you, this
1: time. It's for real. Have you done? Del- when, was, when was the last <laughs> time? Like if. Have you, have you mind any old jokes and they're like, well, I better swap out the Jaws 3D reference for A hunger. Have you done that for reals? No. The, the only time, like, I, you know, here's the thing. Like, I just did
2: an hour, okay? So usually what you do after the hour is, like, you try and, like, basically, let's use the term bidet your, yourself. <laughs> uh, the jokes you've been telling for, you know, weeks, years, months, whatever. And then start again. And uh, I, I think I'm at the point now where it's like, I don't know if I have it in me. To start again with the new hour because I've done a few hours now some are good some are bad whatever but I, I would just say that uh you know it really is hard that is the cliff when you're looking into that darkness of like I need another hour of material now it's really difficult and uh you know the whole thing of like recycling and and referencing that's the cool thing about a joke when it's alive like that you can't do that with a song you know you cannot do that pick a song and let's see if we can update it like Hotel California would that work with La Quinta Inn no, I doubt it I don't
1: think so I don't think so. All okay. right. Jump in, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Help me. Help me out, dude. Tag me. I was about to. Tag me. Tag <laughs> out. the <That's
1: enough>. <laughs> little...
2: Better reference than that. Come on. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. A Holiday Inn Express. But uh, yeah, I would
2: say that people equate comedy to music too much, and that's a mistake because Music is forever. Comedy is not. Comedy is like firecrackers. It's just up in the air. Bam, 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 Do you feel like there's some specials? Like, everyone a another special. Yeah. They- that's why it's, like, amazing. Like, uh, you know, an Eddie Murphy or, you know, like a, like Sam Kinison, who I love. I think never got the due as a comic that he deserved. He, I use him as a template sometimes where I go, like, that's the kind of, like, that's that's what we need. We need that guy right now. We need that guy to just come up and, like, cry bullshit on the whole scene. And it would be cool and I, and all I'm going to say is that like, you know, uh, the audience that does dig it, we have to embrace them more. We really do. Instead of this whole, like, you know, everybody, this is for every, it's not, it's no. for a select group people and hopefully they will tell their friends and they will come and enjoy it. Or, if, or if not, then we'll keep working. That's my plan is just work to those people and like, you know, not insult or get in anyone's face. Like that's what the whole tweet, like, I hate doing that stuff. Just make sure that I'm hitting the people that I know like it, you know?
0: Well, well, that's the thing. where It's like you said, you you don't like to equate comedy (laughs) to music. But, like, in that way, I think comedy can be like music where – you know, when you're when you're a musician and you say you want to play like you know metal or hip hop or jazz, it's like well, someone's not going to go. It's like you know, you guys are a really good metal band, but did you ever think about sounding like Coldplay so right. everyone likes you? <laughs> you know, no one like it's like someone doing. But yet for all, well, that does I bet that does happen with music though. I like, think but, so. Yeah, but,
1: in but the like, early days.
0: Yeah, but like like you know like like Slayer's not going to change it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess it just
1: depends on what you want as a performer. Like if you if you're doing it for you and you want to, you know, be able to just basically survive and sustain then, you know, you can still do exactly what you want to do. Yeah. If you want, you know, I think those kinds of conversations are when people are like I want to be rich and I want to be famous and they're like, "All right, well, then i don't know try to be broader i don't know what to yeah, say yeah but,
0: but then that, that just kind of becomes a conversation about like you know art over commerce
1: yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, like if, yeah. but if some mm. if
0: someone's more into the commerce than the
1: art then i feel like that's when they would be like well i need to be i need to be the coldplay of comedy yeah, as opposed yeah. to but i but i but i really do believe it's so funny it's like when people try to appeal to everyone I feel like the ones who really do break through are the ones who actually do what I think is counterintuitive and do the opposite of like they become more themselves. Because right. then you
0: stand yes. out more. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're not, if you try to speak to everybody, you're not speaking to, you speak to yeah, nobody. Yeah. So oh, the that's, mo-
2: that's a really good, that's a shirt. Are they selling that? Oh, down no, there? no. We uh, can, There's a shirt
1: press up front. Trade
2: market,
0: <laughs> real uh, quick. Oh, Chris, Chris uh, trade uh, market. TM,
1: TM, TM uh, oh. <laughs> Nurse Industries, uh, 2014. If guys could get trans stamps, that would be mine right there. <laughs> but just in, a, in, a, in, a, in a Chinese character. Yeah. But I'd
2: say that the people who listen to your show and that know you guys and especially the Meltdown like audiences they, they are into the performance they are supporting the performer they are a part of the show. They're kinetic. It's all happening, and that's what I tried to do with the uh, comedy underground, which is like a club show. Is different than a theater show. A theater show, you really are doing a performance, and I've done enough theater stuff where I, I realized I'm not a theater act. I'm never going to be one. I've done specials in theaters. It doesn't look good. Looks like a sweaty old Jew just, just <laughs> telling his dirty jokes. And in the club, that's where that's where I do my my shows because so, you need
1: to be in it with wherever all the people are, not well, not separated.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like the distance, and I also don't think that my act is really uh, a theater act I mean I've seen great theater comics like a Lewis Black Uh, when I toured with Mitch Hedberg and Lewis Black I was like these two guys are theater acts I'm not I'm just the other guy and these two guys are theater acts because Mitch Hedberg before he passed did theaters and he was like pretty much kind of ahead of this whole like comics do theaters on their own without like support and uh th- that kind of now is the uh the way you go if you have that kind of following where you can bring in a lot of people you'll do a theater show. I never had a problem with doing multiple shows at a club. I think that's a lot of fun to do like an early show and then a late show and you know mix it up you know work on material all that yeah. kind of stuff and in the theater thing, you really do feel it better be all kind of set in stone It really better be finished because you're doing a theater show it know? is
1: it is it's a, it's a, it's a it's a much it's much more presentational but I, i'm 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 like you that I like. I like kind of being in it with people, and I like every show to be different because you're you can interact exactly. without yeah. you know it's very hard to interact in a in a large space because yeah. people in the back are like I can't see who he's talking to yes right there they don't under they're not part of that because they're in a separate
0: yeah I remember part. early on we I think we did a, a nerdish show at a theater and you were like you were talking to someone up front and you weren't repeating what they said. Because yes. I, I don't think you were used to it T- yet. People in the back are like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But it's nice when you can – it's also nice when you can see the faces of everyone in the room. Right. And sort yeah, of like – Face of disgust. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs>
0: it feels good. It feels real good.
1: That happens sometimes. I've gotten a lot better at ignoring those. Like if, if someone looks like they're not having a good time. I realized, like, oh, yeah, I don't have to call that out to everyone. You know? Yeah. Uh, I just always did because I needed to comment on whatever was happening. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it's tough because it's like you'll see a guy cross-armed, just, you know, not having a good time, and but everyone else around him is. And he's like, just leave him alone. Maybe he's having a bad time. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's, he's having, having a bad day. Or, may-
1: or maybe he's having a good time, but you are you don't know that because you don't know that guy. Yeah, like, maybe I've had he's that- got
0: permanent bitch face. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: that would be fantastic well i'm not that great a comic but i I do know this that like when the crowd comes and they expect uh they expect some kind of like something between cirque du soleil and uh like a uh you know some kind of uh reading or something like that they're gonna be disappointed and i feel bad for them because i know it's really hard to get people off their computers and devices to actually come see live comedy and i would say for most of these people they should just stick to like you know you know the other type of comedy, whatever, whatever they I don't like. No, do you know, you just do it. You, you, Some of them come down, I think, with false, you know, like, they, they really don't know what they're getting into.
1: You so. said that about yourself the last time, you're like, I'm not that great a comic, but that's not, I mean, you, you can't actually believe that. You yeah, know? I do. But that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, People... I'm in a comic book store, guys. <laughs>
2: I'm in the back of a comic book store right now. <laughs>
0: don't, hey, don't, this, this is, is this. where we live. All right, I know this is where you Jesus guys. Jesus Christ, this man! Is your, this is I your fortress. Just about it. I can't you <laughs> Can't believe it. Um,
1: but but I mean, you, but you you have to know. I mean, and and you saying you're not a theater act. Maybe that's maybe you don't like doing theaters, but you could. That doesn't mean you you couldn't be a theater act if you wanted to. Maybe you just don't want to. But, I don't want to. But you're good. But. But of course I want to be a, a casino comic. act.
2: <laughs> Hardcore just for the whales and players.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, no only, only Indian casinos. Yes, only res land.
1: <laughs> but you, you I'm a Bodak, goddammit. No, but you know but you know that you can do but you know that you have a skill set that most people don't have in the world. You you have to know that
2: No, I, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy I I've been very lucky that I've gotten a chance to do a lot of comedy what over a lot of a years. What makes a good
1: comic then? What makes, what makes a, good, a great comic?
2: I, I I really think everybody has their idea of what makes a great comic, what makes whatever, but I would say that we do live in a world now where the next generation of comics are already self-promoting and all this kind of stuff and that the comedy itself, the comedy itself sometimes seems to be the last thing that, they, <laughs> that they're thinking about because they're exhausted from trying to get work and promoting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That like, you know, the fact that they're pumping this stuff out to an audience that seems to be apathetic about it is is kind of sad because I spent years in open mics performing to other comics and nobody. And you know what? We really didn't have an alternative. It was like either that or like don't go and right. have a real job, you know? And that's that's what we did. We did our real jobs and we did that. And I was like, you know, now it seems that like everybody is in the business and then they're working on being a comic. And I'm like, you know, I feel bad for them and it's not their fault. They're adapting to the world we live in right
1: now. This, well, yes, you know, yeah, everyone everyone essentially is like, like social media is essentially just a promotion tool, but a lot of times without anything to promote. It's like, well, I'm well, just that's promoting, yeah.
0: Yeah, just being aware, being in the ether so people know that you exist. And it's really, it's kind of a bummer that you have to do that. It's really sad that like, it, it was, it would be like, hey, this is a fun thing to
2: do. And now it's like, the uh, manager's like, you gotta do this. You have to. you know? <laughs> That's what everyone's Like doing. it's some weird West Wing moment. You know, like I'm the president, I have to make a hard decision. You
1: gotta. What? You gotta Instagram, dude. I guess, I guess I'm lucky because I actually like, I actually yeah, so enjoy, I enjoy that stuff yeah. and because, quite frankly, it would be too hard to do it if I didn't enjoy it because it's such a part of what I, I mean, like it's, because I, I technically have to do it a lot. If I didn't yeah, actually I like doing it, I, I would be miserable.
0: I don't think you have to anymore, though. I mean, I know you like doing it. And you're going to continue to. But like, it's like you have a show on. It's like you're. But on the TV. show, but the show, the the core of of at midnight,
1: the source material is all social media stuff. Yes. And it's yeah, all, it's all community. So,
0: but you're going to be there. You're going to get it all. Every night, every night you do a show, you're gonna have it there for you. Yeah, but he has to
1: do. No, I'm saying, but I, but I couldn't. <laughs> but I couldn't if I didn't love the source material. Mm-hmm. I, I would have it di- like I think the show would be different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't.
2: I'd say you didn't have to love it. That would be great. <laughs> you should do that as a reverse dimension show. Just, just like... You
0: eye roll yeah. all the oh. time.
2: Another tweet. <sighs> oh, why? What's uh, so important? That's called
0: Tosh.0. Oh. oh, hey! hey. Wow. <laughs> no, that's just his style. It's just...
2: Listen, either way, here's the point. It's
0: lot a shot, yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. We're all just in it together. We're yep. all
2: just... <laughs> I, 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 I see a little somebody jumping ship here. Well, the meltdown show. No, yeah. no, you, no. you could be the renegade show. Yeah.
0: This is my bread and hopefully someday butter. this could be this could be this could be
2: this can you know what would be like the best case scenario from the Meltdown show Uh, we have eight episodes and people watch it there you go. See, now that, there's nothing more humble than that.
0: That's I mean, great. that's – it's funny because, you know, people – like when we got the pilot, I was like, wow, we got a pilot. that we, we, we have like a documentation of the show that we've been doing for years and working really yeah. hard at. That's great. People are like, oh, do you think it's going to get picked up? I was like, I mean, if, if it does, that's great. But if it doesn't, this is pretty cool too. We got this thing. Exactly. And then it got picked up and everyone's like, how, how many episodes do you think? It's like, do you think it's going to be, like, 8 or 10 or 12? I go, I, at this point it doesn't matter because there's going to be multiple episodes. So that's nice. We're going to have these episodes. And then, like, we, you know, like, and now everyone's, like, starting to be like, what do you think you're going to get second, second season, season, bro? Yeah, you're like, oh, sh-. like, it would be nice, but why, like, it's like, it's not a thing until it's a thing. So the funny thing, exactly. and, and, and I, also from
1: what I, what I think I know about you is that, if something blew up way bigger than you thought it would, then that's more stress and responsibility for you that yeah. you probably
0: don't want. Sure, no, it's like if it if it blows up, that's fine, you know. Uh, like that's not it's why like, you do it. That's not why. No, it's not why you do it. to to do something with the idea that it's going to be a thing. It's like that's why I'm worried. Like worried about. Well, like throwing the, the question back to me for what I would want if my show blew up?
2: Well, <laughs> thank you. I didn't, know a, I didn't know we ran into a mubblecore uh, situation here. No, I was just going to say... You asked it, the
0: fucking question. I know. Well, I didn't
2: know it was going to be a Gettysburg Address of, of thoughts here. I was just going to say that like it's going to blow up. There's an audience for it. And at that point, decisions will be made for uh, what it is. I think the Comedy Underground show, the best thing I could do with that show would be to tour some of these comics, to get them out on the road, to like see what that's about, to really connect with the audience. Because I do think that like watching it is cool, but seeing it live is what's more important. Yeah. And uh, you know, the fact that you get to see an unfiltered version of it is a great taste. And that's why what you guys have been doing for years and years and years is definitely due to be seen. And there is an audience for it. I've been here.
0: I've been here live. I've seen what goes on here. Yeah. There's a huge audience for it. So I think it's going to be a hit. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I it would be nice. It'd be nice if it was. That's all I'm gonna say. Just I want more money. Is all I want. Huh?
1: <laughs> I think you want it, also the ability to, the ability to go to a town with a group of your friends and be able to yeah. do and be able yeah, to exactly. recreate this in other places. It'd be fun I too. Just, well,
0: yeah, I just want to make stuff. You know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think about it much more than just the doing it. I'm, a, I'm afraid of the show though. Like the idea of like you know like m- just kids should just start shows in their towns or in their neighborhoods or you know. But I'm afraid that kids are gonna start starting shows. Um, in the hopes that like, then they'll make a TV show. Well, but that's all, that's
1: most of what people do.
0: No, but like, that's like, that wasn't really the case. Like, it's like, we didn't start this show with the hopes that it would become a TV show. Yeah, you know, like people that started open mics, people that start like shows and bars and stuff like that. I'm I'm afraid that people are going to like start doing this thing where they're like, it's like we got to make it, we got to do this, we got to put people should just be comics should be putting it together. You know what? Shows. I don't, but I don't think yeah, that's, that's right that's to say. True. But
1: I don't think that's right to say why people should do anything if they, if, as long as they're if they're putting comedy into the world. I don't really care why they're doing it, as long as it's good and and if it exposes people in those towns to comedy that they wouldn't have otherwise seen, or it inspires someone to like, oh my god, I never would have known I could do this. Right? Then it doesn't really. I kind of.
0: It doesn't really matter. I just feel like. So the intentions you don't care about. It's more about like the. If
1: I'm getting really granular, I might be like, well, that guy's probably a dude. That guy's kind of weird because he just wanted to be famous, but that's his prerogative to just want to be famous, or it's their prerogative to start whatever they want, but. Look at all the stuff that blossomed around it because of that. I, I feel like it's a, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I don't feel like it's it's horrible. I'll save you,
2: please. Either way, I,
1: <laughs> no, no, I was going to say that
2: I agree with you, which is like, you no one should do something with the hopes of being famous. Yeah, you know, it should be for the love of the of of the show and yeah. like being with your buddies and doing shows for your friends. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool, and if something cool comes from that, that's great. But this generation, they they are so smart. They really do know that, like, you know, there's no need for us to, like, you know. It's like backyard wrestling, you know. Yeah. It's like, thank God they shared that with the world, you know. <laughs> that, that was great. Every other thing that you see on the net, not so much. But yeah. that was, like, you know. So maybe what we're hoping is, like, salmon swimming upstream that, like, maybe one in a million will be or one in a thousand will be something yeah. totally different. Something cool that takes it to the next level. And you got to hope for that. So I agree with both of you here. But if we could say one thing, it's like I love how people always go. To anybody who's involved in TV, it could be anybody. They'll go, like, so how many episodes? And how are you looking at a hiatus season (laughs) of quarter? What quarter are you going to? Like, they know all the TV terms, and yet they're working at a Carl (laughs) Jr.'s. And they're, like, giving you this thing, like, they put you on the defensive. It's like, listen, no episodes. (laughs) Listen, viral video of you yelling at your chick.
1: (laughs) It's like, I know we're all in the business here, but God, you know, give them some credit. So much, so much of the curtain has been pulled back. Yeah, yes. people really, people really understand all, all of those things. <laughs> the fact that, you know, I, I could talk to my mom and she's like, well, the, the fact that she knows the term pickup is yeah, like yeah. a weird, you know, yeah, it's like, great. Did you get yeah. picked up? Did you get a pickup? Did I get a pickup? Yeah. How do you know about these things? That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, they do know that. Everyone, everyone, everyone's much yeah. more, much more savvy now. But I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's wrong. I mean, look. You know, when I when I was young, I'm like, oh my god, I, you know, I would see these performers, and I'm like, that's what I want. I want this adoration, and comedy is kind of the thing that makes me want. Like, I want to get it through this lens. But then at a certain point, I kind of, you know, I gave up on all that, uh, having trying to get that because. It's you know it can be a very disappointing enterprise and it's sure. like oh you yeah, know I just like telling jokes and making people laugh and this is who I am and so I relaxed into uh, I'm just doing this for me yeah. so I you know I may have started in that in that douchier area but I feel like I relaxed into oh but this is why I'm actually doing it yeah. because I love it and it's fun
2: yeah definitely so like, I don't know anything about music but I assume you guys are are to the festivals and all that kind of stuff you know you were doing comedy at the festivals no no I'm saying like uh, like comedy. These music festivals, yeah. I assume, is like, you know, it's a scene and it's whatever, but it is it is good for a lot of the, you take the headliners out of it and you got these bands that are kind of in that weird place of like, they have a following, they're kind of known, they were invited to the festival, and now it's really for them to punch up, basically, yeah, try yeah. and get, get that next thing. And being in a band is super difficult. As we all know, there is no, there's no money in uh, product anymore. It's all about touring. Yeah. And touring even, like, that is so touch and go. You never really know. And it's year to year. It's it's almost like farming. Basically. And you, like, you have to yeah. rely on yeah. a horrible on other... year this year. But then then you
1: wiped also... out. Then you also had... Yeah, the locusts came and ate yeah. our guitars. Yeah. Oh, but... I don't know what it was. It was that... Uh, it was the Hangover movie. Knocked but... everybody out. <laughs> but then you have to... But then you also have to... Re... In that situation, you have to rely on other people before you can do your thing. Or music. So, yeah, I, I love... I mean, I cannot imagine... If I couldn't, like, if my stand-up had to rely on, like, oh, well, I guess I can't perform tonight because uh, my the guys in the group yeah, uh, I, couldn't make it or they wasn't important to them or whatever. Yeah,
2: it's more of a it's more of a team effort there. But I think music is the hardest, and then there's comedy and well, I put acting above above both of those because that is that I I can only imagine what these people go through, these actors like you know let's just walk out on the street here on sunset. Everybody there is a character actor, I assume. You know, I assume everybody's so, waiting yeah. on waiting on a call from uh, whatever Game of Thrones or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. so you know it's really difficult in the arts, I guess you could call it. But I never consider myself an artist. I don't even consider myself uh, whatever talented. I consider myself like a craftsman.
1: You know, like the guy who makes coins. Like yeah. I'm that guy, whatever. But that's a talent. Mint. I guess so. I don't know. You you know how to you know how to take something. You know how to look at something and turn it upside down and find out what's funny about it and spin it and. You know, your skill set at this point is you could just start talking about anything on stage and it's probably going to come out as a as, as that sort of comedy joke structure. It's not like you're on stage going, I don't know what's funny about like you start talking and you have a rhythm and it comes out this way and you know how to express stuff and ideas maybe even before your conscious mind knows what you're doing.
2: Uh, If you're saying I'm making it up as we go along, then kind of yes. (laughs) No, I know what I'm doing. I mean, I've written jokes, and then I've also tried to wing it and all that kind of stuff. And it's good when there's a balance of the two. But, you know, I I think, you know, comics talking about comedy endlessly and, like, what it is, like, I think it might do, like, a little bit of a disservice to, like, the people who, uh, you know— want to get into comedy because I think they think that it's all this and it's it's really a lot of alone in a room yeah. with a pad or <laughs> you listening to a tape of yourself and you're bombing and, like, you, you're hating yourself. And it's almost like one of those things where, like, you know, if I fast forward just two minutes, you know, I'll make it up. You know, you're trying to make these deals with yourself of, like, can I, you know, like, just get through this horrible set. Yeah. And I, I think that it really is a lonely a lonely gig, and, and uh, you know, whoever wants to get into it should know that. You know? Well,
1: do you, when was the last time you bombed, bombed?
2: Uh, I was at the improv last night. I consider that a bomb. Or, really? Or a, a tie, maybe. <laughs>
0: no, I'm trying new material, so.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I say 50-50 for me, because, you know, I really never go up to kill. You know, I really just go up to, like, try and get that new joke. It's like, that's what keeps me, you know, once you've been doing it so long, like, uh, for me, it's always been about material, but I would say... Getting that new joke that really is like ah oh, that's great mm. and then you'll redo it and it'll suck and then you're like back to square one but still for that moment you feel like oh yeah everything was working my way mark twain was smiling on me or something i don't and, know and and are you
1: okay with that does it ever does it does it bother you anymore or do you don't care because A you're bombing going? Oh, yeah. i think it bothers
2: everybody every time i think every time every time you bomb you feel like what happened there you know this and that and i've talked to like huge comics about it and like at the end of the day like you know they're pretty they're pretty right about it which is that it's like it's never the audience's fault. It's your fault, but it is kind of their fault in terms of, like, not letting us in, putting up those walls that I keep talking about of these, like, you know, uh, I don't want to hear about that or they're kind of priggish or prudish.
1: I mean, you know, you don't bring that into a comedy club. You got to kind of let your hair down and let it happen, you know? Well, I said to the I said to the audience on you – know, like, I come <clears throat> out and say hi to our audience on the TV show before, and I say, look, you know, you just have a slight job, which is to just, ha- just have fun because the more fun you have – the comics will sort of feed on that joy, and you will make them funnier. So don't be defensive and go, "You better make me laugh." It's like, no, you guys make us funny. You wow! Know? Like <laughs> if you if you are if you are laughing, we will burrow into that, and right. we will open up and be, and we will give you more of what you want. But if you come in defensive and like yeah. you gonna, you better win me over. Then that's a you know <laughs> that's a sassy
0: audience member. Well, it
1: is a sassy audience member, but it's also like a a, 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 a comic audience relationship is not just it might seem like it's one way but it's a dialogue. You're creating a relationship and the audience has to Kind of meet you a little bit so that you can give them more of wh- what they want and have a better time. You can't force people to have fun.
2: See, I, I can't imagine you having that problem since like people know you and the audience that would come see you is like really into what you do. You know, from the Talking Dead show to this to this show. I mean, like you know, I could see like for the for the uh, for the At Midnight show that they would just be like adoration, like just like well, no, super no, pe- cool pe- fans. Pe- pe-
1: people are very nice, but they also. I feel like the more known you get, the more expectations there are, certainly. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I thought you were funny, you know. So there is a little bit of pressure there. But yes, it it does, it gets easier in the sense that. That whole thing that you have to do when no one knows who you are on stage of the first, like, minute. Yeah. Very quickly, here's who I am, and here's what I'm about, and here's why it's okay to like me. And now all the now all the jokes. Like you don't – when people come to see you on purpose, you don't have to do that as much because there's a little bit of a shorthand because they know what you're about. Okay. So you, you – but you must feel that too. People oh, come out to see you on purpose.
2: Yeah. No, I, I – I, I, like I said, I'm always trying to bring the new material, but I think a lot of times that – the audience comes for other reasons you know than like really to have a good time, which is, is is the problem with all comedy, but I'm not gonna sit here and like go through the audience and they and they're like psyche on this on this stuff. We have to deal with what we get, and at the end of the day like we're just glad they're there because I've done shows with nobody there, you know I mean like I've done shows with where it's like super empty. And the you know the guy the guy working the bar is just looking at you like dude thanks man I had a car payment
1: coming up that ain't gonna happen thanks dude I'm on the bus now thanks to you well Thank do you do you do you ever feel like it's important to for you is it just about being funny or do you ever go you know what I really want to challenge the audience to try to like this thing that they might normally go, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to like that, but do you try to challenge them do you want to challenge them in any way?
2: Well as I said on comics drinking coffee or as I call it millionaires wearing (laughs) (laughs)
1: seatbelts.
2: Humor.
1: No, I I
2: could care less. I see it all as a knife fight, you know? I really do I really I'm not I'm not trying to underplay it or overplay it. I'm just saying like you never know what's gonna happen in the club. I think that's the cool part of it. That was to make it every time like that's why like it becomes addictive to hang out at clubs. Like you'll see guys like I've seen guys that I started with for years, you know, over twenty five years ago, they're still hanging at the clubs because it becomes like that's what we do, and we and we you know we we kind of like the idea that like this is our place, and you never know what's going to happen at the club. Like it's just like it could be a great show, it could be a horrible show, there could be you know just great stuff happening, and it's, it's I guess they, there's that illusion, yeah, you know, like you're you know that that could happen. But I, I would say that you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, we just need to get people off their computers to come down and see it now. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think – and I think there is something that happens. Even if people know who you are and what you're about, they're more open to liking you. But if you – but if you get lazy and you don't – and you go, well, they'll like whatever I say. I mean, like how many times have we been at podcasts where, we're like, these people know what the podcast is. They know exactly what we're about. Yeah. They're pretty on board everything. And then we get a little lazy and then there's a lull. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You still have to. You still have to write. You know, right. the, like yeah, there, you you'll get that. For, you'll get that forgiveness for a little bit. Yeah. But then, at a certain point, if they're there for an hour or two hours, like you, you still have to do your job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes this a real job.
2: Is that like you have that audience and they follow you every day. That's like being a talk show host. I mean, that's the hardest job in show business, being a talk show host. You know, and uh, you know, I, I I think that like doing that day and day and day and day and like engaging and talking and now especially. The way, the way it is, it's so competitive. Like, when you think of Johnny Carson's days, you know, which is before <laughs> my days, too, by the way. I'm not that old. Uh, you know... The fact that he didn't have more balls about being the only game in town is like really does make him like a saint. Like he could have been like, "Oh, you don't like that joke? Well, go fuck yourself." Where <laughs> no, are, you no, no. are you gonna go? Watch Bonanza. On the other, there's nothing else going on here. There's four channels, yeah. guys. Deal with it. Three of them are color bars. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. Now I'm just gonna look at my wallet. All right, it's huge. <laughs> I mean, like the fact that he didn't have that kind of balls is really just amazing.
1: Well, I, well, I think I think because. I just think it didn't occur to him to have to have those balls because you know twenty million people a night were watching that oh, show, absolutely. so there was no, you know. I think there it it wasn't really until like who's this who's this Letterman fellow that's yes. following me that people seem to be interested mm-hmm. in
2: now Letterman in the beginning, like when I first did Letterman, that was like when you really do feel like wow, I'm in the game now. I'm a real comic. When was that? I. I whatever, t- 10, 15 years ago or something like that, I did Letterman. And, like, you know, to be to be uh, fair to, like, that show, uh, they used a lot more comics in the beginning and then it kind of, like, dissipated it. And I think that that was, like, that was a mistake that they should have, like, really energized the comics. Jay used way more comics than uh, than Letterman ever did. And, like, you know, the guys that I know that do it consistently, like a Nick Griffin or uh Jake Johansson, they did, like, 30, 40, 50 appearances. You know, like, that was really cool to watch them do it because we all know how hard it is to do stand-up to a network, network uh, you know, like yeah. spec. So, you know, it was really cool to watch them do it.
1: Well, I guess it's probably, I mean, you know, I, I know Letterman did stand-up, but I don't... I wouldn't say he identifies as a stand-up, but Jay definitely seems like he's a comic, Jay and he, a yeah. he appreciates the art form of comedy, you know, and so that's why he wanted to have comics on, and I'm sure Dave was like, eh, whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I, I think they both did their time, but Jay definitely was, the fact that Jay still does gigs really does show you that, like, he's a comic, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. he really is out there.
1: Well, the fact that he did gigs every Sunday night just to doing yeah. stand-up in, in her, at Hermosa Beach just... Yeah because i mean he you know he didn't have to do that End or corporate gigs and what and corporate gigs and corporate gigs yeah that's, that's when you know, like, if you have if you have other options and you still do stand-up, that's probably the thing you're passionate about. It's the guys who bail the second they don't have to do stand-up anymore. You're like, oh, yes. okay. They, There's um, a lot of guys like that, too. Yeah. You know? but, they, but, but but you know, in their defense, too, it's fucking hard. It's it's, yeah. it's a grind. It's a grind to, you know, to go out. And I'm about to go out and do and do it again. I haven't done it for a few months, and I'm about to go out and do it again. And I'm excited, but I also know, like, I'm already trying to conserve the energy. It's like mm-hmm. I'm doing three shows on a Saturday night. It's hard. And it's just like...
0: Oh yeah, I saw you added that.
1: We, we added, yeah. we added it, the third show, and it's like you're, by the time you get into the third show, you forget. Did I say this this show or last show? Or I don't like my brain starts to
2: scramble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, at the Meltdown shows, like, how many shows do you have a night? You have, like, one long show or, like, a yeah, couple just, little ones? Yeah,
0: just one show, about two hours.
2: Okay, so the, but that would go forever if you guys wanted to, because there's no last call at a comic book store, is it?
0: No, but, like, the store closes, so we kind of have and to... Then and, then the na- yeah. and then everybody's
2: mom's... And then the... Sorry, I was trying to get to
0: that uh, nice. No, it's good.
1: I yeah. <laughs> like that you admitted, like, I was trying yeah. to work that in earlier, but it fit really well right Mom here. joke. Well, also, the neighborhood around here, we can't make too much noise at night. Oh, Really? Because then the, then the apartment buildings will complain and then the cops come down.
0: Wow. And it's a, and then, you know, it's,
2: yeah. When well, will this air? Because <laughs> I want to, like, I want to give a shout out for the comics that have been on the Underground show because they really- Yeah,
0: please. Great. Joe DeRosa is one of my favorites. Joe, Joe's great
2: a transplant from New York. He's out here working on the Pete Holmes show. Nice. Flew him back, coach, to do the show. <laughs> <They're> great. <laughs> Joe, Jay Ocas, and Jermaine, that was the first episode. And then uh, this week, uh, then we had- uh, Pete
0: Davidson, who, have you seen this guy? He's great. Pete Davidson, yeah. I, uh, I Brad saw Williams that guy. amazing. Yeah, Brad Williams is really funny, too. I hung out with him a bunch in uh, Montreal. Uh, Pete Davidson was a guy that I saw in the distance at the airport, and I was like, fuck that dude. And oh. then I saw him perform later that night in Montreal, and I was like, Fuck He's great. <laughs> He's a young guy. He already knows who he is. He's really yeah. good.
2: This week we have, I think it's another really, really strong show. We have Kurt Metzger. Do you know Kurt? Yeah. He is so funny. And uh, he just did an hour too. So I can't wait to see that. It's, uh, it's going to be amazing. And uh, Nikki Glaser. Oh, yeah, she I rocked that out. Yeah. And Mike Vecchione, who I think is probably one of the best joke writers I've, I've ever seen. I think his stuff is just on point. It's great. And, uh, you know, I'm just the host. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the, uh, I'm, I'm the glue you know, and like my jokes were like also tame, and uh, we, we were running out of time, so we cut most of my shit out, you know, and like just like I was like, let the comics roll. I mean, there's so much good.
1: That's so nice. Much good that's stuff. a comic. That's a yeah. comics comic. That's a, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I love, it's good. That's a good, that's a good thing to do. I'm always on our show. I, uh, well, now I sound like an asshole because I'm admitting this. I'm not, I'm not saying this to, because I want any kind of appreciation for it, but I'm, I will always say like, Cut my stuff first, you know like, or if I say something in another comic it's like, cut mine, let them say it because it's yeah, because it, you want it, it's I just feel like it's better for comedy, it's better for yeah. comedy when more people are funny, and it's also it's also nice to see to watch people thrive like it's just yeah, right. it's and, and I fucking love Nikki Glazer. Yeah, she's, she's great. so fucking funny, I love her. Great. she crushes on our show yeah, every every she is every like single one of my time
0: people on the show yeah
1: yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, we've just had, like, a ton of great comics on it, and they're, like, you know, the guys that, like, started when I started and also these new people. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Junior Stopka, This guy, he opened no. for uh, Doug Stanhope. He is great, man. He's, he's, like, a total, like, there's nobody like him right now. He's so good. And, uh, you know, he would work in your room. And, you know, I, I was, like, you know, for for the Underground show, I really wanted, like, straight ahead, like, kind of basically raw comics. Yeah. And, like, I, you know... The alternative world, or I don't even know what you guys call it anymore. Like I don't know. You know I don't know nobody the call it. what. Nobody
0: knows what. What do you call it?
2: Um, I don't know. Alt, alt, uh, whatever. It's tough to say yeah. because it's so. It doesn't really. It doesn't... Yeah, I know. I don't want to insult the, yeah. whatever. No, um, I'm, I'm just comedy and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> like someone might be weaving while it's, you're on. It's
0: called comedy and wearing hooded sweatshirts. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's, that's
2: what it is. <laughs> He kind of hate my dad, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I I say I hate my dad, but he was, you know, really there is for me. Yeah, yeah. He was a dude. Yeah, he was a dude. He's winking at you He's, from the back. Yeah, yeah. He, it's was called, uh, he was just a guy, he was just a guy trying to make. I think it's African called uh,
1: Comic Comedy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so there's, you know, the, the whole idea was like, let's bring out like the blue comics, Let, let's give them a place to do this whole thing, but, at the end of the day, it wasn't about dirty. It was just about, like, hard funny. And, you know, I learned some important lessons on the show about, like, you know, the kind of the, – the whole idea of, like, just, like, it being, you know, like you said, like, shock, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. That's, that's – the crowds are too smart for that. They get
1: it, you know. They just want, like, good – they just want good jokes. But also you know? contextualizing it. I mean, it, a, I think a lot of comedy and what people are willing to tolerate – it has to do with the context, and so True. if you put if you put a really dirty comic on a show and people aren't expecting it, they might be like, "Whoa, that was weird. What just happened?" But it's like, this is what this show yeah, is yeah, all yeah, about. Then people are like, "Oh, okay." Like, I think audiences for the most part are cool as long as they know what the rules are. And generally, when people get upset, it's people who didn't know what the rules were or who weren't there or who lacked the context and went, oh, well, that was fucking... How could that guy... It's like... Yeah, but in context of the thing, it, it didn't seem... It's yes. strange because you're seeing it out of context, and yeah. so much of comedy is context.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's why, like, when, when you see just like a clip or whatever, you're
1: always like, mm, I don't know, they're not getting the whole. No, I was like, you have to anything. be in the room. You need yeah, to be in the be room. There, you need to yeah. see what was going on. You would understand why these people reacted this way or this person said this. Are you Are you doing a bunch of dates on the road now? Or to, to... I'm gonna
2: be. Does this air today? Or like when does it? No, end? no, it airing it's airing now
1: soon. Well, soon I have plenty of stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: May
1: twenty third. It's a, it's a, yeah, in a couple few weeks. Sorry, okay. In a few weeks. Well, they
2: could go to like uh, Davidtell dot com, and uh, you know, uh, they could also go to Comedy uh, Direct. I'm sorry, Comedy Central Direct. Oh, you know, to get your specials. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, for the people who've seen it, like the the feedback was just amazing, and you know, my downloads are connected to a charity called Operation Purple, which is a summer camp for uh, the veterans children basically a lot of them are multiple deployments They're you know these kids don't really get a chance to like enjoy the summer because they've been moved and you know just a lot of things have been happening with these people and uh if they if they go to my site they could see it operation purple i've given money i'm going to give money again at the end of the eight eight week uh season and uh you know it's a really good cause and like i've done a lot of stuff for the uh you know uso and all kinds of stuff That's so cool. now that we're coming to this point where they're coming home Cannot forget them. Got to support them. Nice. It's a good thing. And Come jokes for the kids. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I just... Yeah. What? Did that ruin it? I think it did. Okay. I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's totally uh, so totally No, cool. but that... that, that but that... the people who are involved in Chariot, I mean, they are just like angels. It really is good to be a part of it. So. It,
1: and th- does that add any kind of... I mean, that's... Is it like being able to connect yourself with a cause or something yes. that's, that's bigger than you? Like, that's... That, did you I hate self-promoting, so that's, like, really the only way I could get – <laughs> I said
2: that when I did the special because I never thought of being done with the special. I think you know this. We were talking about audio yeah. mixes. For months, for years, I've been just editing stuff from Dave's old porn to the DVD for that that, you know, we can't put out yet to the, <laughs> to the uh, special, to the underground show. It's like, you know, you're in this editing world and you never think about, it like, well, eventually it'll be on the air. And then I was like, wow, I'm going to have to, like, really promote, but I'm like, not this time. I'm not going to just – I hate talking about myself. I'm not doing it. And I had done a charity event for the Operation Purple people, and it was a very low turnout, and it made me really angry. And I was like, you know, it would be cool to connect this to my stuff coming out because I'm going to have to talk to a lot of people. Like, this show gets a lot of cool people listening to it who are really into, like, you know, supporting and being a part of something bigger than themselves. So I was like, doing these kind of things and talking about it kind of makes it all seem right, like it balances it out instead of just all about... Me.
1: Well, it's nice, and I, and I actually was not aware of that charity before, so it's it's nice to it's nice to know. Well, listen, hippie, uh, it's what? been a war on. What are you talking about, man? I just want to smoke grass and put flowers in gun barrels. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no,
2: it's it's cool. So that's just like what that's like another part to it. So if people are thinking about like you know, hey, should I check it out or not? That might help sway them, I guess.
1: Uh, and so you, what what's your rule on when a special airs? Like how much? Do you – it's like, okay, all new material now, or is it like 60% new material? Well,
2: from the downloads, I think I could do 99% of it and no one cared. (laughs) No, I really really do think that it's good to shuffle it a bit. And, uh, you know, uh, like some people do come out wanting to hear the joke that they just heard. You know, it's kind of like best ofs. And, uh, you know, you try and do some of that, but then, you know, there's always that element of like, here's stuff I'm working on that I throw into it. So I'd say I'll just mulligan stew it, you know, mix it all together and see, you know – and then, and with, of course, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, a song parody or something. <laughs> Let's bring out a guitar. <laughs> oh, can I do a shout out since you, you guys are uh, really Please. cool with the comedy shout world. it out. Uh, we just lost a great, actually, talk about like fringe comedy, uh, Otto and George. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys uh, probably, he's more East Coast because uh, on ONA we did talk about like, I was like, did he ever play LA or anything? And like, he was probably more of a Vegas act than he was an LA act. But he was the rawest, differentest puppet uh ventriloquist act that you will ever imagine. If you go to YouTube and check out Otto and George, you will see. And like that is definitely uh a guy who mixed it up hardcore and never never changed his act from uh from the beginning for anybody. So that really uh that really is like something to look at and to go like, wow, that's amazing that, you know, this guy even did this. So yeah, if well, you're yeah, into like crazy off the wall comedy, you should check it
1: out. And well the idea of uh I, I think he probably Came as far as Vegas because it's it's not like there's an LA comedy business per se. It's like no, you don't get paid to do comedy in Los Angeles. It's like oh, I'm in town oh, and okay. I'll just get up and do yeah. a set. I'll, it's promotional or there's industry people coming out or or you're just performing for free, which is fine. That's totally fine. But it but I, it sounds like you know at, at at where he was like why would i go perform in los angeles if i could just go get paid to perform in las vegas yeah
2: la is a pretty theater town like you have to do like a big theater here and not many people <laughs> who live here actually work here, they always go on the road. Yeah. And, like, you know, I do, like, all the clubs here, you know, the comedy store and, yeah. uh, you know, the improv and the laugh factory and stuff like that. So it does seem like it's, like, the guys that I never see because they're on the road, that's, like, they're just back for a couple of days and they just do sets. So, you know, but I guess the crowds that do come, you know, like, they really do come to see their favorites. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to start as a comic in
1: L.A. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Very much so. Yeah, I don't know
2: where you guys started. started. I started in you L.A. Did. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I agree with you 100%. It's, it's way bad. hard. I think it's better to start in either your town or, like, a, a, a hub town yeah, nearby. Exactly. Yeah. And then from there, then you go to a place like Chicago or New York or San mm-hmm. Francisco, and then you find yourself in a little bit of a scene and you get stronger and then you you know come out here then you go to LA or or you really hit the hit New York York, hard yeah Yeah. yeah, I
2: don't recommend starting here but if you're (laughs) hot or look like a young male vampire or something get
0: out definitely what are you doing right
1: now what are you doing
0: don't even do comedy just come just come out and just let it happen
1: you're You're saying just come
0: no, I was talking to myself.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just come do you, out. Do you need some time yeah. for that.
0: Yeah. No, no, I'm done. Okay, good. Real fast.
1: Are you going to take Comedy Underground on the road as a show, like with? Well, with some I'd like of the- to tour it a bit, but I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen
2: with it. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not my show. It's the comic show, and it's Comedy Central show. It's their, it's their, it's their role. The special was my thing. I put all my money into it. I put all that kind of stuff into it. And the, uh, the fact that like I took the same look and put it on that series kinda I I really knew that it would work in that space, which is uh it was shot in New York, one club. And uh, you know, I think these kind of shows, the one that Jonah's doing, the one that even Adam Devine show, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, the House Party. House party, this is good because it gives you know, when you start doing comedy you don't have an hour of material. You don't necessarily have a place to put the material that you're doing anywhere, and yet the material's ready to be seen and these kind of shows are great for uh, you know, guys who've been doing it for a while but also the new guys to like Get out there, like, to see what's going on. And I can yeah. tell you, like, most of the stuff I've ever done on TV, 70% of it sucked. And the only way <laughs> I learned that it sucked was by doing TV, almost. Yeah. You know, I was like, wait, that didn't work on TV, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I, but it kills in the clubs. Oh, but it, w- it won't work on TV. So, I mean, it's important. It's part of the process. And, uh, you know, so there you go. You're kind yeah. of like the, um, I guess you could say, like, the hipster, um, you know, pick your guy. Who would you be? Bud Friedman, or uh, <laughs> no God, uh, you got the double monocle know. there, glasses uh, I would call them. Good know. evening. I don't know which one to be insulted by more. Wait, Bud has done more for comedy than you think. He really. No, 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 no. Really no. I'm just talking balance. about
0: I'm just talking about his hosting abilities on even right, But the about April.
2: Rodney Dangerfield, that guy has done more for comedy than anybody. Yes. He was like the UN of comedy. By the way, yeah, he was could great. like save comics, you know, bring them out of obscurity and like make them stars.
1: Well, so. yeah, it's yeah. it's you know doing comedy in a in a live setting. You can sort of – it can be about more than just the joke because you're there with people and you can kind of – your energy can drive a lot of it. But on TV, it's kind of like a theater experience where it's really you and one entity or you and one person. And I think it hinges more on the writing and the performance rather than just the like, hey, I can sort of – oh, I can sort of fudge it a little bit. You know, like you get a little more forgiveness when you can – build an hour-long story with the crowd and fuck around, and they kind of get the shorthand. But, you know, when you're just... You're under the microscope of television and you have four minutes and you know it really is kind of about the writing because the people yeah, at home yeah, don't get that intimate club experience yeah. that most people get and remember you're a guest
2: people don't know you like you know you're, yeah. you're like the guy that night you know so it's not like they you know oh here comes my favorite you know you're not a recurring character on a talk right show or anything like that
1: i i like doing the meltdown show the the tv version of the meltdown show because I decided to burn through bits that I'd been leaning on for a while. Yeah, good. Because I, because I'm like, oh, well, now I, now this is going to force me to not lean on those bits and to write, write new yeah. stuff. So, and,
0: I, and you have them on something now. Like yeah, now it's like there you. you go. Yeah, it's like putting out an EP almost. Like you, know, you just. Yeah. Oh, here's a single. Here right, I just pop that out.
1: Yeah, so it was nice to how, how 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 are you? Does every set that you do? How are you trying to to slot new stuff into it every single time? Hopefully, yeah. Like you know, it really depends where it is, but like. Uh, after after the hour, you know, like
2: I, I go back to my tapes and say like what 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 didn't make it, try and work on that a little bit. But I I do think that like I've hit the wall right now. Like I I, I really can't wait to get on the road and like start mixing it up with the crowds, just to see just to see exactly like you know. What material they want to hear and also like what material I'm going to come up with
1: because I'm sick of promoting basically. You must trust yourself too to know like well I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about but I've done this a long time and I'll just figure it out. It'll just come out.
2: No I don't think I I think it really really like is reading the crowd and going like I think I could push it this far and then pulling it back and that kind of that's how I do it but I I think a lot of other guys like you know you know there's really huge comics that do the same kind of thing you, you guys are doing which is that they're getting ready to do an hour. So they'll go out and hit clubs. They'll come to the comedy cellar in New York City and just work their material. And like, even then they're like, you know, I don't think I'm ready or I think I'm, you know, I need like another couple of weeks or, you know, this kind of thing. So that never gets old, that whole thing of like, you know, the material. What Where is the material right now? Where am I? And like, it would be really cool to be able to go like, okay, I want to make a special. I got to go to the special and stuff store and get like, a, you know, I need 60 minutes, you know, 40 clean for uh, a yeah. network. And then, you know, just like, you know, slot it in there, but it's never going to be like that. And that's when people go, like, when's the next special? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't – maybe never. You don't know. I mean, some guys are like, I'm putting out one every year regardless, and that's Jim Norton. Louie. Doug Stanhope. And these guys – Louie. I mean, that is impressive, if you ask me. Because, like, you know, think about it. That's an hour of new. Just like, whoa. Like, that's
1: amazing. That's amazing turnaround. It is. I like – I think I think at least two years feels comfortable because then because I feel like you can it you could it can take a year to get an hour that you like and then you can spend the next several months like really yeah tweaking, tightening
0: yeah. all the screws and making sure it's like all yeah I don't think people really need to uh, like put that on themselves of like one once a year one a year that's it's like crazy yeah because then I think that's kind of relegating to like the creative process to like a well a that's their um, journey budget. maybe they do, need to <laughs> do for for sure. them. this is my thought on their journey <laughs> <laughs> but you just said I don't dumb- think- stupid journey (laughs)
1: well that sounds like a value judgment that you're placing on it now
0: yeah it's good value I say like
1: you're right a
2: year and then a couple months of tweaking and then three to four years of substance abuse (laughs) coming back with a religious perspective on the whole thing yes softening up all of the, the, the dirtier stuff no that's the one thing that's great about comedy there's so much procrastination there's just like you know like I remember like you know back in the days of just like being a young comic where you're just like Oh, man, I got, like, the whole day. Like, I could have done a million things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing, you know? Well,
1: yeah, That's I always, I still trick myself into thinking, oh, well, well I'm not, you know, when I, because I'm, I'm doing Caroline's in a week and a half. Um, May 23rd? I'm, uh, no, no, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Okay, but
0: you said this is coming out in May. 20- uh, but he's just—he's in the real life right now. He's just talking to you about.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Life. I'm not promoting the thing. Whoa. Okay. about No one said stuff about real life. <laughs> I did. I did Caroline a, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Yes. I did Caroline's okay. a few weeks ago. But um, <laughs> you rocked it, by the way.
0: Oh, thanks, yeah. man. That yeah. no, was really good. <laughs> really I, you good. know, I really came out swinging. I can't but, believe like Bill Cosby came up and just gave you a yeah. wink and a smile.
1: I know, just in the middle yeah. of the show, he yeah. didn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh... yeah, Caroline's is a, is a good room and a bad room, so.
0: Well, it's I
1: like I like it cuz I like the si- I like the size of yeah, the room size is and amazing. the people are really nice and I, I like I, I enjoy it. But what I what I really um, I, I always trick myself into thinking so I'm not going to schedule anything all day because naturally I'll spend that all day writing and talking oh, yeah, and absolutely. then of course 6:30 rolls along I'm like I got to get to the show. I didn't fucking write anything uh, today. I just walked around the city. Yeah. But uh, Caroline's is a great place because uh, that was like the
2: only headline club in Manhattan, and like for years, for years that club was like they were so they are the best to comics. I mean, like they they really you could say one thing about the comedy scene in New York is that like the clubs there that do flourish and do well really support the comics. I mean, like the comedy cellar is like the perfect example of where the comics basically can do whatever they want there. You know, they 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 are they are super in sync with the owners and they both feel the same way which is just like you come down to see the show we have no idea who might drop by it could be anybody it could be Louis it could be Chris Rock it could be Aziz but we have these core regulars here that you're gonna see do new material old material whatever we're gonna give you the best show you can you can um get on Groupon (laughs) no and Caroline's the same way which is like they rotate in these headliners and they also have like regular shows and that's like that's what you need in any town like you need that like to support the comedy and you know they both have been doing it for years and Caroline's was like when you headlined Caroline's that was like a big deal it really was like you were like wow man I made it this is is something I could bring like not my parents but like my accountant's cousin to you know what I'm (laughs)
0: saying
1: like this is a great this is almost a real well it's just smart like Oh, so people will come out if you let good comics be funny, and you, you know, well, like, they just sort of... <laughs> You're
2: up against Broadway, remember. Wicked beats
1: comedy any day. Well, that's true, but <laughs> but you, you only need Rocky to... Rocky the Musical, I saw it. That was a line. You, you, only need to, you only need to beat comedy... I mean, you only need to beat Broadway by a couple hundred people a night. You that's know, true. Like, so, you know, in a city of, you know, what is it, 12, 12 million people, whatever, in New York? I feel like, you you know... Just squeezing out, you're just ringing out of the Broadway audience. Just a couple hundred <laughs> people a night's not too much to ask. Yeah. Twelve million people, eight million comics. Um, <laughs> the rest are all voiceover actors. <laughs> so it's eight million comics, four million voiceover well, actors. Yeah, the voiceover. Yeah. No one, no one does anyone anything else. Clear the air for their beautiful voices. <laughs> it's perfect. It's excellent. So, what time
2: is it, guys? Uh, it's four oh, fifteen. I have to go to another. Giga do, I thought it was an hour. It is. Nice head up. I oh, am yeah. sorry. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Yeah, I think it just it just hit an hour. Yeah, nice, we'd, we'd... Uh, I
2: I really appreciate you having me on, and I'm going to say it again. Congratulations, both of you guys, on your shows.
1: Thank you Thanks very you much. Too. Congratulations you on your show. This is amazing. We we
2: were all it's it's a Bukaki in here. It's a lot of yeah.
1: It's a lot of uh, just jets of of show come flying around and hitting hitting each other in the face. Yeah, because last time you were here. None of us had shows on Comedy Central. There's no way this happens. So that means the next time you come back, we'll all have two shows each on Comedy Central. We'll have our own webisodes again. We'll go back to that. We'll go back to webisodes. webisodes. I'm fine with that. All right, David Tell, good to see you, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Enjoy your burrito, everyone.
2: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your
0: burrito.